Hello, my name is Aaron Espindola. And I'm Linda OJ. And welcome to another episode of the Next Gen Business Podcast. Let's go. The Next Gen Business Podcast is produced by the Small Business Community Network. Visit them online at www.sbcncanada.org. Well, Linda, how's your day been today? My day has been lovely. I've been planting little annual flowers in my little garden box by the little fish pond. (laughs) You can probably buy uh, plants because the garden centers are still open, correct? Yeah, we actually wanted to go to um, a home hardware one. But even though we're on holiday this week, we've been working all day. So it closed. So we went to Zayas. We didn't go to like a proper garden. We went to Zayas. Spent $60. Annuals just come up once a year. I've already got some perennials. Um, I find being in the fresh air, being in the garden, being in the sun helps me mentally, physically, spiritually in every possible way. And um, poor Dave has been staying in the deck and and director. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned uh, that you went to like a garden center. You got these flowers and I should know what those flowers are. I don't. I used to actually work in a garden center when I was younger. That was like my first uh, my first official job working with Walmart. Oh, Walmart. Yeah, they have some good ones too. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got hired um, to do the garden center there. So it was so nice in the evenings. I would just be there like uh, watering all the plants. So any any of the younger people watching guys, uh, Walmart's a good employer. <laughs> that's, that's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's really nice because I used to be super shy in the beginning. I used to be really shy in high school. I didn't really like talking to people. So going to work at retail, working with customers, it made me get out of my little comfort zone and just experience having those interactions with customers and it helped me become a better business person. So if you guys are worried about doing that, so anyone that's listening, if they're worried about uh, like maybe being too shy or just not really outgoing that much, get yourself a job at retail with customers and then you'll be able to work on that. So you're not only getting paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, and um, what's the minimum wage now? I have no idea. I think it was, I think it was like around fifteen dollars. I'm not 100 sure. I haven't worked minimum wage for a while now. I worked like minimum, but then also commission. So it never really, I never just see how much it would be. But um, but yeah. So I think that was a really good opportunity for me to to start off. And if anyone's any younger people are watching this, just do do uh do stuff that work with customers so that you get to know them and see what they want that, that that's a good tip for anybody isn't it really you know for the customer service and that brings us nicely into our topic tonight because a couple of weeks ago um i bored everybody you asked me about my story about being a motivational speaker so i thought well you can bore everybody <laughs> and tell us i'm joking angel tell us about your story like you've got a thriving clothing business so I guess the first question I want to ask you is, how old were you when you started this business? So when I first started this business, it's kind of uh, important for people to know that I've, I've always been like an entrepreneur. I've always been doing things. So like all through high school, I've always been trying to do different things. So originally I would sell Coca-Cola's in my lockers and I would just get all the kids to come buy because the, the ones in the vending machine were $1.50 and I was selling them for 25 cents and they were old. So it was, it was a good deal. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had this one guy, my best friend, 
he's uh he, he bought a lot of them for, from me so in high school i had that mentality of uh wanting to make more money or just building something and i started doing the coca-colas i went to um the uh rift fest and i would sell freezies and then i got we got hustled by um the, the carnival people because they would be like oh you guys aren't allowed to be selling freezies because we'd go to walmart buy the freezies in our wagon bring it over to the park and just sell it to family so um <laughs> so we did that um and then in in i believe it was like 17, 18, so around my last years of high school, um, there was a big trend going around, which was uh, social media. It was Instagram. A lot of people were making pages, just uh, different things, right? And I'm like, well, I want to make a page on Instagram and just see if I can grow it because you can, if you grow an Instagram page big enough and you get a good following, you can actually sell that to a, cus to a company um, in that niche that would actually benefit from having those customers. So maybe if you were building a company or a page on cars, you can sell it to a company that sells like oil. And then those customers would be able to actually benefit from that page and what the oil company would probably advertise on that page. So I decided to do one on the beach lifestyle aspect of it. And I called it booty beach. Cause I, at the time I'm like, those are the two things I really like to do. I love going to the beach. Right. Quick question. So this was, did you say you were 17 or 18? I believe I was 17 when I was doing a turning 18. So that's when I first started the page. So the page, the Instagram page came first. So that was six years ago. Yeah. And it was when I guess Instagram had just started out. So I'm guessing it was a lot easier then than it is now to gain the momentum unless you really slog away at it. But you managed to do it. And you started your company. So was it a real company? Was it just like pictures of clothes or was it real? So in the beginning, it was just pictures of the beach and stuff like that. Um, and then it turned real once I started actually looking at um, ordering product. So at first I would get lanyards and I would just sell it to my friends and I would sell it like they'd be pretty expensive because for me, I wasn't buying in bulk. And that's one of the things that a lot of small businesses know that when you don't buy in bulk and you're ordering it from China, it's going to cost a lot, right? It's going to cost a pretty penny. So when you're selling that, you it's a little bit of a higher price, right? So the big problem that I had was not having a breadth of product that was like able to maintain like a customer base, right? So I only had lanyards and I only had baseball caps, but they were really nice because they had the leather strap on it. And at the time it was really cool. <laughs> so I had those two things and I wanted to do clothing as well. So then I, uh, at the same time I finished school and the, I finished high school and then I was going to work at the, at a factory full-time job. So I was getting enough money to actually look into getting clothing made. And that's when I went to like a local printing shop. Uh, the guy was really nice and everything, but the problem was they were asking for too much upfront and I didn't have the no enough money or an idea of where I was going to go with it to spend that much to do all that. So that's where I'm like, okay, let me put this on pause. Let me go to school for three years and then come back to it and see where I'm at and get all my uh, ducks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like two years ago. Am I getting my timing right? Uh, it was three years ago, three, three and a half, possibly three and a half. Cause it's interesting for our listeners to know the time frame because 
when I first met you, I thought, whoa, such a young guy, and he's got this amazing business, and it just happened overnight, and it was so easy. <laughs> so by telling your story. No, it's been, a, it's been a while. It's been a... So I'm with you. You you got some money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I got some money, and I, I blew it on getting some samples, but the samples ended up costing just around like $4,000 just to get uh, maybe like three or four shirts of each style. And then I had different product for women and men, right? So for me at the time, it was a little bit expensive. I couldn't really keep up with the prices. I wasn't getting enough sales. I didn't have a website that was really working as much as I wanted to. And the big problem I had was shipping. I didn't know how to ship. That was a big issue. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go back to the drawing board on this. So that's when I went to school after that. So right after, I'm like, okay, let me go to school, put this on pause. So I paused the website. I paused everything I was doing even the Instagram page. And um, I went back to school. And then towards the end of school, I actually joined this. Um, it was this thing called the Venture Lab at Conestoga College. And then if, if any of you guys are listening that are in college, university, all these uh, institutions usually offer students um, the opportunity to be part of these programs that help them develop businesses or just help them learn about uh, whether it's sales, whether it's HR, things like that. It they usually help them do that. So it's just a matter of actually going to uh, the offices and seeing like, hey, what kind of uh, programs are available for me as a student, right? And that's exactly what I did. I didn't hear about it by anyone. I just walked by. It was the class right beside mine. It said small uh, small business venture or it said uh, venture lab. And I'm like, what's that? Like, I want to know more. So I went and I'm like, hey, what's uh, what's happening here? And that's when I met this um, one of the program uh, program coordinators, and her name was Rose. Rose, I don't know her last name. <laughs> She's gonna hate me if she hears this. Rose, I spoke with her and I told her, "Hey, this is what I'm doing. I already got product, and I want to get started this year because I'm going to be finishing school." So essentially, she set me up with a um, with a coach, a um, and this gentleman helped me out for like a full year to develop business plan. So look at marketing, what type of customers I want, um, what actual industry I'm in, do like all the competitive analysis on all those different things that I didn't, I knew I was supposed to do it, but I was also not um, focused on that at that moment. I was trying to just uh, do everything at the same time. So when you're trying to do everything, there's things that you, the fundamentals of the stepping stones aren't really there, right? The foundation isn't there. And that's something that as a as a small business person that you're just getting started that you're never gonna really know until you actually start doing it so i did that uh for the full year and then by the end of it the coronavirus hit that's after i found out who my manufacturer was going to be how i'm going to ship it what kind of products i wanted to offer Uh, i had a whole like instagram um marketing plan set out so I did all that and then the coronavirus hit and the manufacturer went from being two weeks delivery to any customer around the world to a month and a half because they were so backed up in orders. And I'm like, okay, well now I'm going to have to put it on pause again <laughs> because uh, I got to wait for the manufacturer to get back on their orders or at least find a different manufacturer. And that's uh, really important, especially in the clothing industry is customers don't want to wait that long to get their product. Um, I guess that's also true with any e-commerce stuff. If you have a product and you're trying to sell it to customers, their alternative is Amazon. These other big companies that can get the, get in two days, three days, like it's very quick, right? And um, 
yeah, one of the big things was getting a different manufacturer that would be able to meet those uh, delivery times. And that's what I did. I found a different manufacturer. And um, I don't know if you know the term drop shipping. So for any of the viewers listening, drop shipping is a very basic idea. It's you, you make a product, you have another company make it, like actually physically put it together, whatever it could be, whatever it is. It could be sunglasses. It could be uh, chart, uh cell phone cases, anything like that with your brand on it and all your branded stuff on it. And then they ship it to the customer directly with all your branding and you don't have to do anything with it, right? So that's a really good way to start if you're not trying to invest that much money because usually those products, you pay for them only when you sell it. And one of the big issues I had in the beginning was not enough, having enough cash flow to actually pay for 500 products to, to just sit in my room, right? A quick question. So you were designing clothes primarily by now. Uh, so it just has your logo on it. It doesn't have any graphics or anything like that. No, they do. Uh, they do have the graphics. So I have different styles. So the in on my website, there's the minimalistic, uh, which is just like the actual logo. So it's going to be something like that guy there just with that guy. Um, and then there's the legacy, which has the actual full name like Booty Beach on the front. And then out of those two, um, the minimalistic is the one that's usually the most popular that a lot of people just like having this picture on, right? It brings a, it attracts a lot of attention. A lot of people, young people like it right now because it's... What does that represent again? <laughs> it's just a booty. <laughs> and it's funny, it's funny too, because uh, in my culture, it's not as taboo as it is here. So whenever I talk, talk to my mom, and stuff she like loves it and she's always like oh let me be a model and do all that stuff right she absolutely loves it but then it's just funny to to tell other people because sometimes they're, they're a little squeamish when they hear it but they still like it so and you designed you drew that you actually did the artwork yeah so this one i mean it's not that it's not that much art <laughs> it's just like a silhouette right <laughs> but if somebody else was thinking but if somebody else was thinking about doing t-shirts but they wanted a graphic on, but they couldn't do the graphic. Does like how would they get get around that? That's a great question. So I'm not good at doing graphics. I learned how to do uh, Adobe Illustrate, um, just doing vector files, which is a little bit difficult. It's a little bit different from Photoshop because when you use Photoshop, uh, the the pixelation when you transfer it onto a clothing, it's not that great. Uh, the quality is not that great. So you have to do it on on um, InDesign, or sorry, yeah, you have to do it on InDesign or Illustrate, I believe. I forget which one it is. <laughs> um, you got to make the vector file for it. So uh, usually it takes a little bit more time to learn that. And if you don't want to learn that, there's a bunch of tutorials online on YouTube, and that's what I did. But if you don't want to do that, you could go on a website called Fiverr, right? Um, have you ever heard of Fiverr before? Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty much, for anyone that doesn't know what Fiverr is, it's you're pretty much um subcontracting the artwork to to uh, a freelance person that does that for a living all they do is do is art and then you just choose one that you kind of has you the theme or the type of pic, uh, pictures that you want uh, on it and then you just pay them usually it's pretty cheap unless you want to get like a really good one which can run up to 200 dollars or not or more for a picture it's not like five dollars <laughs> because five uh, five dollars 
No, <laughs> that's not how it works. No, let's just say, this is such an interesting story. Okay, I'm with you. Carry on. <laughs> so, yeah, if uh, if anyone wants to do the, the designs, just go on Fiverr, order one of those guys. Um, the delivery time is usually really quick. And that's what I do with the designs I have now. So, um, on my website, I've, I'm trying to release more collections. So, I have the Euphoria collection, which is supposed to be like this um, kind of musical... Uh, how can I explain it? It's kind of more, pretty much euphoric. It's it's kind of more party type of uh, picture. It's on the back. And that's kind of something, a theme that I kind of wanted to go through was having the logo in the front because, um, and then the a graphic on the back. And that's just because I want, uh, as a new brand, I want people to see the, see the clothing and be like, that's Booty Beach. Like, I know what that is, right? And it's really important to, to show that that's your brand because you're essentially building this, this brand out. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did that and then, um, I pretty much went to, uh, yeah, I talked about the drop shipping. Um, I did the Fiverr and then, um, I'm just working on making sure that all my collections are posted on Instagram. Uh, the, the problem is that sometimes you, you I'm not that, like I'm not that creative and <laughs> one of the things I don't like to do is designing it's really difficult I don't have as a maybe I'm just being biased but as a guy I'm not that creative <laughs> so it's difficult for me to come up with these new collections because I don't know what I want I don't know what other people want and that's when I have my friends and I ask them all these different questions like hey guys do you like this design do you like this design and I bug them all the time for that that's a that's really important when you're when you're doing something and make sure that you ask the people closest to you. They, their opinions are a little bit biased, but they do give you a good um, kind of pre-market um, I'm gonna say input or something like that where they can sign you. Yeah. Um, it sounds very difficult. It sounds very expensive. But the one thing I've noticed, yeah, the one thing I've noticed, you've never given up. You've had a lot of like hiccups and things coming to a standstill but you must be really really passionate about this you must really want to do it because nothing is stopping you you, you keep stop starting and you always seem to find a right a way around the solution so would you say if anybody out there is thinking of starting an e-commerce business like you that they've got to be determined and they've got to take the knocks they've got to be able to take the rejection as well yeah, exactly. Um, I think that when you're running an e-commerce store, it's not always going to be rainbows. It's going to be, you're going to be having to put in the work. Maybe you're not going to see the results right away, but if you keep putting in the work and it's a good idea um, and you know that people are going to like it, then just keep putting in the work and the, it's going to be good eventually. Uh, and that's what I tell myself. Uh, one of the big stories I have is my mom was actually wearing because my mom loves my clothing. She she is always like, I want to wear it. like I love it because people look at me and they always ask me and stuff, right? So she was at the beach and she loves going to the beach. So she's wearing my hat, the original ones that I had, just with like the big booty beach at the back and the leather strap. <laughs> and uh, a group of guys came up to her and they're like, "Yo, that's really cool. Like, where can I buy that? Like, let me buy it off of you right now." And that was like one of my yeah. That's one of the things I just the little things. It just as an entrepreneur, sometimes you're not feeling that great. Sometimes you're like, man, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. But just remembering times like that where you have customers that are requesting, because I get a lot of people being like, guy, like Aaron, I love it. 
um, where can I buy? Like, I, if you only you made like swimwear, then I would definitely buy the swimwear stuff. And that's just keeps pushing me forward to, to like not only expand my, my uh, collection, but also add new product into it as well. It seems to me that you're really sensible because sometimes our customers ask for stuff. And then in your case, if you order a lot of, I don't know, swimwear, for, in particular for women, and then all of a sudden they're not buying it, then it would be left on your hands. So I guess you'd do your market research first before you made a big order. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I use a dropshipping shipping for. So right now I'm in the phase of testing the concepts out still. I don't have enough orders to really put in solid that like, hey, this is a viable business and this is something that people really like. I have a bunch of people telling me that they really like it and I have a lot of people being like, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> like that's the thing with uh, starting a small business. All your friends are like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Um, so right now I'm just trying to get people to actually just purchase it, make the order. I'm, cha- I'm uh, changing the prices. I'm doing promotions. I'm doing uh, collaborations and uh, getting social media people to uh, endorse it and all that. And it is working so far, but uh, it's a long way to where I want it to be, where I can actually get maybe an investor to look into it and actually put up the upfront cost that it's going to cost to actually buy the big orders. <laughs> That, that's a really good thought. So if there's any investors out there, contact Aaron. Um, the other thing is as well, um, with COVID, it's held you back a little bit because I'm thinking once, I think we can go to the beaches now, can't we? So I think you mentioned to me you love to go to the beach and get photo, photos taken of your friends wearing the clothes. And that way, again, people are noticing what you do. You're using Instagram, great. Um, what three tips would you leave our listeners with if they were thinking about starting some sort of business like this uh, e-commerce business in particular? Well, I would say that uh, anyone that's looking at starting e-commerce, make sure that you have a platform that works for you. Sometimes if you use a wrong platform, no matter how hard you try, it's just not going to work. For me, I use Shopify. That's something that really works for what I'm trying to do. It's I know um, you pay a little bit more up front, but it integrates well with the applications that I use and what I need it to do. Um, whereas if you're doing a service-based e-commerce site, it might not work for you as well. So just make sure you research what platform will work best for you. And then also where you're, the manufacturing is a big part. Uh, what, what product or who's going to make your product, what's the price of it, and how the shipping is going to work. Because logistically, you want to get your product to them within two weeks minimum like maximum you don't want anything longer because then that's just the grade your brand that just makes people like this is not worth it and they, they they regret their purchase right so those are two um really big fundamental uh things that people should actually really look at and then i guess the last one would be make sure that you use social media to your advantage you have you can reach a lot of different people so if you're using tiktok the growth the uh, potential um, traffic that you could be gaining to your website from TikTok is crazy. You could get a viral video and you don't have to pay for it. The algorithm will, will help you as long as you have a product that's actually good. Um, so yeah, I do make sure you focus on your social media, logistics, and then your platform, whatever you're going to be selling it on. Yeah, no, those are amazing tips. They've got a lot of, where well, I would say meat and potatoes, you know, a lot of the foundations of, because, like, you didn't have a business plan to start, but once you went to college and the coach, you know, sent you this is a good thing to do, then you had a bit more of a foundation to look at and a plan, and you really need that plan. 
yeah, I had the idea. I just needed help to like how I'm going to execute and all that. <laughs> and that's another thing, Garen. I really admire the fact that you knew you needed help. Um, as you know, the Small Business Creation Network um, helps businesses, and I help businesses with my other business. But some people say, I don't need any help. I can do it all on my own. And that's great if they can, but there's no disrespect for asking for help. It doesn't mean you, you know, not a good person or anything like that. So you asking for help is great. You're looking into the future and thinking long term, you'd like an investor. You know, you're planning and prioritizing. And I think that's amazing. And I found out more about your business, which I've been dying to know about for ages, but we've been too busy with our guests. So thank you for being so open and and I love the way you laugh through your challenges and you've got to really be you be ready to, to, to do that. So I think, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say goodbye from me. And thank you for everyone that was listening. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Remember, it's the small next gen business podcast. Um, we're also on Instagram, but it's also going to be a goodbye from me as well. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Check us out at www.nextgenbusinesspodcast.com.